<laughs> yes, 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 King is the way we're going to lead off with episode 042, episode 42, or is it episode 43? I get confused it's sometimes. It's 42. It's 42, and by the time you will listen to this episode, it will be the new year. So happy new year preemptively, even though we're recording it uh, day before New Year's Eve. And we have a few things to kind of delve into, I think. Maybe a little bit of reminiscing over what we learned over 2021 and what we are looking forward to or not looking forward to in 2022. How Brando's honing his technique for uh, bringing in the thoughts and the attention that comes with it. <laughs> and trying to see if Becky actually knows what a gutter is. Uh, we'll get more <laughs> into that too. But uh, before we get started, Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. We are a large group i wouldn't say large maybe a good-sized group of podcasts and hosts with different ideas and unique opinions on a lot of different things that we know that you'll probably be interested in whether it's horror movies uh, sci-fi movie reviews um even some on the art and technique of writing screenplays books etc uh, if you want to check us out see our roster of podcasts uh we're at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com now, RRN and Brevity Box and all those podcasts are produced and honed and edited by the master himself, Mitch, at Area 42 Studios and Sound. We've referenced him often. He is the great and powerful one. That is uh, the key and source to our editing, our intro music, our outro music, and all his godly powers to make us sound like a real professional product. And we thank A42 for everything they do. Okay. Moving on, talking about whatever it is we have to talk about. How was everybody's Christmas? Worthwhile? Satisfying? It was good. Boring? Saw some family I hadn't seen in a while and avoided some of the retarded anti-vaxxers I'm related to <laughs> by sitting in the corner and not touching anybody. You said the R word. <laughs> cancel! Yeah, I'll cancel. I did say the Dang R it. word. It's been you know, real fun, I, guys. I have a, yeah, it was nice. We had a good run. Nice it it was a good year. But, you know, Brando, I think I know what you mean by uh, retarded. And I'm going to I'm going to interpret that in terms of what I would consider a retarder, which I use for uh, concrete overlays. And what that does is it shifts the time of cure for the concrete. That's what you meant. You meant retarders. Isn't that? We'll have Mitch edit all this out. Is that rhubarb? (laughs) Rhubarb? Is that rhubarb? (laughs) Rebarb. Never rub another man's rhubarb. Rhubarb. It's a great line. It's a great line. What is it? Rhubarb Rhubarb. or rhubarb? That one particular scene was nothing but amazing lines. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you don't know what lines we're referencing here, um, do yourself a favor. In the pale moonlight. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and watch the original Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. And kind of, I mean, really, it started the modern hero movie, That's didn't a good it? Batman. Pretty I mean, much. Prince did the soundtrack. Oh, oh, but he's not real Batman because he killed people. Whatever. We're <laughs> saying that Robert Pattinson's going to be a good Batman. Please. Oh man, we're jumping. There right is into the movie. potential. Okay. okay. There's potential. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So nobody, we're, we're... nobody's better than Batfleck, as far as I'm concerned. I thought Batfleck did it good. Okay, so I want to catch the audience because up. Batfleck, is six, Batfleck is six foot four and yoked. Yeah, he yeah. did a good job. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. That was a real breathy, yeah. Like I six foot four and yoked. I feel like it's <laughs> it's like the only yeah, time there's a been a physically imposing Superman on screen. Yeah, but you don't think Ben Affleck, as Bert would call him, you don't think that Ben Affleck is a little maybe doofy looking in Listen, in, in the eyes? No, I don't give a fuck. No, he's not. No, he's what he puts every the fucking girl. Cowl on. He is like, what he puts every the fucking girl. cowl on, and you can't see his eyes. What does it matter? He is what every girl wants in her Batman. Uh, I don't know. And apparently, what JLo's had him twice now. Yeah. JLo gets to pick whenever she's ready to come in and out of a person's life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can respect that. She's I like, wish I now. was JLo right now. Um, so we kind of skipped through a bunch of stuff there. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the original Batman set the tone for all the Batmans that came after. Like the the Batmans, whether it was Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Uh, who did the Christopher Nolan ones? Uh, I just... Christian Bale. Bale. Patrick Bateman. Yes, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Patrick Bateman <laughs> is the Batman. <laughs> American Psycho reference. Beautiful. Uh, he's listening to Huey Lewis when he's hunting the Joker. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it started all of it. It was a great movie reference, and it does have some of the best lines. Never rub another man's rhubarb is fantastic, and Nicholson plays that middle ground so well between the if anybody ever saw the awful batman television show from the 60s in reruns during the 80s <laughs> it was sort of this it's, new take on cool. that joke. cesar romero was it cesar romero yeah played and i respect guys like that that do roles like that uh i, I mean even though i was growing up with it at the time i i just think to it's all about the craft for those guys Cesar Romero is an incredible actor, but he went and put on face makeup and wore a a, a puce colored shoot a suit and ran around making faces. So, you know, and stuck in the minds of every kid. Now, there's a lot of things I can think about. I want to talk about that we're talking about hero movies, but I don't want to get caught off on a tangent and make Becky's eyes roll deep <laughs> to the top of her head. But just real quick, though, I'm actually three episodes into WandaVision and. The only thing it makes me want to do is Google image search Mary Tyler Moore in those in those hot ass capris. <laughs> okay, so I have a lot to say about that. Let me get back through what you had said about Ben Affleck as Batman, because Which anybody who's paid attention to movies knows that that was a controversial thing. Some people hated him. I think you were right. A lot of the comic book crowd were upset when they don't. You know, yeah, Batman I mean, killed. You know what? I was you know? I was concerned about the casting at first, but then I saw him in that warehouse scene bigger than most of the henchmen mm-hmm. and just straight up murdering motherfuckers. And it's like, yep, this is old, salty, curmudgeonly Batman. I'm in. But so reference where that came from, because I it's think terrible. what I'm trying to get to is that until I'm like, all dark night. Okay. Turns or rises yes. comic Frank Miller, Batman is best Batman. So Frank Miller, Batman. Yeah. We'll just when, go with that. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like uh, uh, when you take the original that we were referencing a second ago, that Batman is not a big guy, right? I mean, standing next to Jack Nicholson, who's not a, a towering huge man, that is not a big version of Batman. And then somewhere during the animated series, that's where I think it came into the mind because the way it was drawn, he's this huge, uh, broad, 
shoulder giant chest big batman's handsome. a big guy the, the anim- did you find the animation handsome when you were yep, a kid did sure you watch did. batman the dark knight sure did with my brother <laughs> that well and that that but that look and that voice actor who if anybody can look that up real quick that voice actor made the kevin conroy that kevin shout out to kevin conroy dude, you would have to voice. look it up i know my shit no nah, dude you clearly oh. do but that was my favorite batman too and even favorite batman the, voice favorite batman voice but christian you put, Bale, that, you put that voice on six foot four yoked out ben affleck game on well AD, so that's the thing ADR right are that shit now did you have an issue with Christian Bale? No, not at all. I mean, I I just, he played the role well, but I just think Affleck was, again, the only physically imposing and scary looking Batman they've had. Yeah, I, I think you're right about the, 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 of filling that dark night, like you said, the Frank Miller version of Batman. I really think. Uh, Batman, that Batman that's just down to murder people is fine with me. Yeah. Oh, oh, he didn't actually break. He didn't kill anybody. He hit somebody in the head with a gigantic fucking crate and splattered the back <laughs> with of their a head against a wall. He threw a table at people. They're they're really. No, I'm in pretty a bad sure that shape. was a shipping crate. Oh, it was a shipping crate. You're right. It was a giant shipping crate. Like that guy is dead. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Batman. He's like you know Batman you don't realize from the town. If, Batman's no longer a little bitch. <laughs> Batman from Batman from Boston would be funny as shit. Make that bit happen, SNL. <laughs> Just with the Southie accent and oh shit God. that Ben Affleck in there. I freaking love that movie too. That's such a good movie. <laughs> when he's doing pin ups in the in the door frame. Whew. Man, I gotta, I don't, I gotta I, get a drink. You know what? Here's the thing, though. I got to ask you a question about that in a second. Yeah. What I want to go to, though, is a reference to old those Batman movies again. Do you come away a few years later and find things that you didn't pick up on before and see them as ridiculous later? Like Christian Bale's voice in Batman. First, hilarious. I never thought it was weird or funny. By the end of the second movie, I started thinking it was funny. And then I started seeing some of those YouTube channels of the animated guys and the guy just going, I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And it it just keeps repeating it. It it just puts a... And then I just watched The Dark Knight today, or last night. And the whole time I couldn't help but laugh every time I heard him do his voice. And then I heard... uh, bane do his voice because all i could think about was the south park episode with the ups man (laughs) (laughs) you should respect my authority mr ups man (laughs) do you feel in control (laughs) (laughs) i mean excellent movie voice is ridiculous um and like you were saying about ben affleck's scene in that uh storage room when he's just going through everybody that's there and ripping them apart just really brutalizing them those are scenes that you really never saw in movies carried out that way. Like they were just doing, I saw some YouTube review uh, maybe on screen crush that was showing the special effects from the earlier Spider-Man's to the now movies, you know, in the last five to 10 years, we're seeing more of those things we saw in the animated series being brought to real life, like him using the, the grappling hook to throw that giant ash crate at those people or like some of the scenes in the new Spider-Man or any of the new um, Marvel movies, you know, it, it's, it's a crazy thing to see that 
And you go back and you see the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the special effects look just hilarious. It's weirdly as bad to me as old 80s movies special <laughs> effects, with exception to Aliens. Aliens was magical. I don't know I how need to did. mention one last thing about that warehouse scene, because it answered a question I've had for a long time about that fucking Batman. Why doesn't someone just shoot him in the head? Because it doesn't work. Yeah, I was like, wouldn't it bounce off his... his uh... Cap. He's got that. I don't, that's hey, I don't before, work at Wayne Tech. I don't know what that shit's made of. <laughs> what is it called? His cap? Is it a? Is it like a cap or cowl? Like cowl. Yeah. Like that's, that's Simon Cowl. And... No, like yes, his Simon like, Cowl. C-O-W- C-O-W- his helmet and what cape protects his, ne- his neck, head, and uh, it's not like a hat, like a hat or a mask. No, it's the whole it, thing. Is not a hat. It is referred to as a Simon Cowl from the Middle Ages. Simon Cowl from okay. Is that what the I mean, stuff that night? I mean, he's still yes. Oh, inside is that their chainmail. Call it the Dark Knight. Uh no. Oh, I think that's just a reference to a piece of literature. Oh. I'm sure there were many. Dark yeah, Knights. I mean the uh, what the third movie was, The Dark Knight Rises. But yes, the Batman from like Batman vs Superman and Justice League. Mm-hmm. That's straight up the Dark Knight Returns, Batman. The difference is the Dark Knight Returns was a a comic book where Batman went into retirement, things got really crazy, and then like 65-year-old surly Batman came out of retirement, started killing people because he just didn't care anymore. That's uh, a great... I would so have paid for that So here's what's confusing and then, for and me then, about and then, and then, And then, hang on, and then that motherfucker bodied Superman. And he did it legit. There was no Martha bullshit. <laughs> yeah if you want to see more about that line i'm not going to explain it look Fuck it up you, on Dawn YouTube. Of justice yeah this is really really bad really so bad like, superhero movie batman history. is this like is he like supposed to even though he's played by like a bunch of different people is he supposed to be like the same thing yeah in the it's same just like universe yeah. no yeah, i wouldn't it's, say it's same just like, universe. it's just like it's, it's james bond basically same principle okay it's, it, well so bonds a really weird association because bonds can connect like there's george clooney batman has nothing to do with christian bale batman no like but his stories just, aren't in the, the same, same universe character. Right? they're, yeah. they're okay. the same character. Oh, I get what you're they're not right all now. they're yeah. not all connected no they are okay. not all connected i'm thinking, I'm thinking comic, than yeah, i'm thinking comic or. universe you guys are talking movie universes yeah, yeah well that's it's, it's the, okay I'm yeah a, the, right. each director has a different take you know, so whoever's view of what it and look, that's part of what is interesting about Ben Affleck in that role is whoever, uh, whether it was Snyder, I guess, was the original. So if if and that was from Justice League, right, that's where Batman first appeared. And so it's, you know, Ben Affleck, I think, fits that image that we're all referencing from the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. You know, big, huge guy fit in that mold. Which, look, the way you're ooing and eyeing over the idea of of uh, Ben Affleck makes me think that you could just put J.J. Watt in a cowl, and it would be sort of the same thing. Yeah, right? it fits that in. That's on my list of things that I would make him dress up as. <laughs> here, here, JJ. You know, I, 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 I wear think, I've, I think I've I think I've asked before, but on a scale of one to JJ, where do you put Gronk? Gronk, oh, yeah. like a like a seven. Really. Yeah, because okay. he's like really he stupid. He does fit the criteria, though. If he didn't talk, stupid, if he didn't just talk, a... then he'd be a 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so here's what makes me laugh about it, Becky, is that okay, if, so, so, so if we, if, I actually if had we classes Becky, with him, so I like knew him. I so heard he was a dick. Yeah. If if Becky gets Gronk the sub, if Gronk is the sub <laughs> in their relationship, he would be because I'm always okay, going to be but, the dominant. But, okay, no, but no, no, no. Let's okay. Let's let, let's go back to the the watt scale. Mm-hmm. If he shut the fuck up, where would he be on the watt scale? At least out of ten. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. we can move on. Yeah. But so the thing that's funny about this to me, Becky, is that when you make these references, it makes me think about the kind of cliche yeah. Jessica Rabbit hourglass figure that has been sort of the 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 thing, you know, uh, uh, Sophia Loren uh-huh. uh, kind of image, right? Uh-huh. And Way to date yourself, Gen Xer. Well, I'm I'm just using a classic image a classic view marilyn monroe would be another exactly what she said it's that hourglass you know there's a cliche-ness to it that when it's a man talking about a woman it's almost like eye roll inducing nowadays but in becky's case she's flipped that around 180 degrees ben i mean ben affleck and jj watt are basically her jessica rabbits fuck yeah they are and that's it. It's just, uh, it's a hundred percent shallow. Do you fit the mold? You know, can you, do, and she'd like, can him. you do chin ups in my door frame naked? Period. Yeah. See, I wouldn't, any girl, I, I don't know. Let me think of what woman Brando, what sexy woman would you say do chin ups in my doorway? Naked. Would there, is there a woman you can think of where you'd be like, I just want to see her do chin ups. Trying to think of, you know, ex-girlfriends do not apply here. I know who you're thinking of, and I've actually seen that. <laughs> Emily Blunt. Oh, she's hot. Oh. I'd like to see yeah, her husband do chin-ups in and, my... And edge, edge, of tom- edge, of, edge of Tomorrow, Emily Blunt. Yeah, okay, so I would say that scene in Edge of Tomorrow where she's doing that weird handstand where she's just on her hands. It was yeah, doing do, doing that weird yoga shit and just Dude, like the, yeah, okay, wearing like I, a plate carrier with no shirt underneath it for some god unknown reason because <laughs> because the future. <laughs> Brad was like, "Hold the sword! I need you to hold the sword." Speaking of future, we got to talk about that new South Park COVID special. Yes, we do have to talk about that. But uh, first things certainly. first, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. You've been listening to another fine, fine podcast on the Rumination Radio Network. This is Game Agent E.T. from Oh God, It Hurts! And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcast here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And we're back. Everybody take a pee break. Dude, you just <laughs> waited like five seconds. I didn't have a chance. That's Move okay. On. Move on. Fuck it. Continue. We're, we're going to go now. We're going to go now. It's a virtual file. It's a click and a click. Clickety-click. It's a click, click and a click. click. That's right. All right. So, Brando, before we took our quick break, you were talking about the uh, South Park pandemic special, both parts. I, I assume you're going to talk about both parts. Yeah. I mean, my God, have you have you two seen those? No. I have. Becky? No. The, does Becky, do you even care about South Park? Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to watch it. I've cool. been steering so, clear and rewatching shows that make me happy right now. 
Why? Oh, because it has to do with the pandemic. It's yeah. too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little yeah. salty about the pandemic, as you guys already know, with my crying before I mean, we shot. To this be episode. fair, the pandemic has given us two good things, though. These the, the, the these two South Park coronavirus specials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. No. That it, it. It. We'll talk about it. I guess we'll have to address it at some point, but we'll talk about it in a second. But yeah. Look, those episodes are. Those guys are genius. There's a reason why they are super rich and now own <laughs> what, what the Mexican restaurant of South Park. Yeah, they, no, they actually, no, they bought Casa Bonita, and now I they have to did. make a road trip to eat there. I want to eat there. Yeah, now Where I want to eat there. It's in it's Colorado. In, it's in, I think, Denver, so we'll have to go, go see Mitch. We both have to go see Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, and probably in about three or four months, once I get my once I get settled in at Callahan Auto Parts, motherfucker, I can work from wherever I goddamn well please. Yeah, congratulations on your new job, Brenda. Yeah. No longer working at Spacely Sprockets. What would you say about Spacely Sprockets now that you're no longer a part of the Borg? Mr. Spacely can shove a sprocket up his ass. Yeah, Mr. <sighs> Spacely, you suck. A big fat dick. Treat your employees better, Spacely, and pay them more. Word as usually, but like to be the, fair, you know. Mr. Tommy Callahan just made me an offer I could not refuse. That sounds like a very Tommy Callahan thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, break us down, break down the pandemic for those people who may not have seen it. I think everybody knows what South Park is. So, it, it was kind of like a two parter special, and then the first one, the pandemic just never ended, and everybody's grown up now. And I just love two things one, the fact that Cartman converted to, Ju- to Judaism, <laughs> seemingly sincerely and yeah. uh just what you know the future amazon alexa is <laughs> yeah I know. why don't you go ahead you're 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 the wordsmith why don't you tell becky what the future amazon alexa is uh so becky the you know i'm sure you're familiar with south park or are you one of the people in the world who finds it not entertaining oh no i've watched south park before okay so you're familiar yeah. you know what their humor's like mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Book of Mormon. So, Book of Mormon's a great musical. Oh my god, did you go see show. Book of Mormon? I did. You're the bomb. I Okay, we're going to take a sidetrack here, but I want to talk about the pandemic special too. Book of Mormon, a musical, a, a, a play that won all the Tonys, and that was created from this these two guys, uh, Parker, Matt Parker and... Trey Stone. Trey Stone. Man, I would never have thought that that would come from the creators of South Park. I never thought any of that would come from the guys that dropped acid and went to the Oscars cross-dressing. <laughs> yeah. And when, they, and when they were asked about why they were wearing dresses, they just totally ignored the question and just kept talking. They refused to acknowledge that question. I admire their ability to be ahead of understanding on so many things in in the way that they satire they they deserve their levels of fuck you money mm-hmm. yeah incredible success but becky to your point i am not uh we don't unfortunately go to enough live performance theater and i had just come back from helping a friend of mine work on his fireplace like stonework Mm-hmm. For in the cold in Minnesota, and being from Chicago, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was like, um, I want to say late January, and it was Negative maybe neg- it was 
Yeah, it was about 15 below. Yeah. And we were trying to use a tile saw in his garage. And the water that was, was coming out of the tile tray and dripping to the ground was creating little icicles yeah. within minutes. It was yep. unbelievable. And I got super fucking sick. And I came home in a terrible mood. And Brooks got like, I've got tickets to the theater. And uh, I was the biggest asshole. <laughs> I didn't want to go. I was not happy about standing in line. How and then you not I was be happy about a gift like that. I mean, look, if it's something dumb like Wicked, then yeah, I get it. I just oh, about that. I would have gone to see Wicked. Don't you dare. I love Wicked. But yeah, I, I felt great. I just felt bad. I just felt bad. And the of South course, Park episode about Wicked was fantastic back then. Tucson theater goers are also uh, ripe for critique. I mean, uh, it's a little weird because I don't know why maybe my mother drilled it into my head, but at least when I knew I was going to see a musical, I, I didn't wear a suit, but I didn't show up you in basketball up. shorts. Yeah, you right? dress up a little bit, yeah. You wear, just, just, just put a fucking collared shirt on. The, yeah, that's right. the bare minimum. And just show respect to the what's being pre- created. And right. there were people there. Shut the fuck up. Easy peasy. I mean, there were people there that I, I cannot just like I I definitely felt uh a little yuppie because I'd be like, oh my stars, he's wearing flip-flops and some basketball. Oh, and I just shorts, think about you know, my like, choir teacher every awful. time I go to a musical and because we used to take field trips for a choir to go see musicals in downtown Chicago. And she would yell at us if we came yeah, like not wearing the right clothes, like we weren't allowed to go. So every time people walk by in flip-flops, I just cringe and I think of Mrs. Kane. <laughs> I yeah, I, I just think there's a like I I get it. There was a time where I really felt like, what's the point of all that? I feel like I'm at a place where I get it. There's a propriety to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's appropriate. Yeah. And um, anyways, we went to this show and I was in a bad ass, stupid ass mood. And within five or ten minutes of the beginning of the show. I was laughing and I didn't stop laughing my ass off for the whole show. It was amazing. Yeah. And if you have the opportunity to go see Book of Mormon, you should. It's got the same kind of comedy, same humor. Um, and they and they have an honesty my about it. My face hurt by the end of yeah. the musical. <laughs> and that they're making, they're sort of, they're not even sort of, they're clearly um, exposing and and having fun with the inconsistencies and crazy uh, suggestions that come from the Book of Mormon, the literal Book of Mormon, yeah. and the story of, of Mormonism. But they're doing it in a way that's so re- respectful that the whole thing is supported by the community of Mormons. Like, oh, no, there it's couldn't not. be more Mormons. No, it's not. A lot of them were at the time. Yeah, no. Like, they had a lot my, of support. My parents came with me because at the time they were living in Mesa and they lived in a very, um, they were the only non Mormons on their street. So, oh, uh, my mom, like the neighbor was a widow and, uh, my mom was like, yeah, we're going to go down to Tucson and see the Book of Mormon with Becky and her, her neighbor was like, oh no, Kathy, don't you dare. That is such an awful musical. (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe anything you see in that musical. (laughs) And my mom's like, okay. Uh, Look, (laughs) I I can only vouch for what I saw, but in, in the, uh, I think program. it de- in I the think program it for the beginning of the show. Yeah, I think it depends on the generation of Mormon they are as well. I'm sure that look, I I, I 100% believe that yeah. that 
there are people who aren't going to like it, even if they're not Mormon. But the the thing that surprises you is when you're looking through the program, you see a ton of support from like the official like Mormon entities, you know, and, and mm -hmm. different people. And and a lot of things that are they didn't I don't know. I thought it was surprising. I thought it gave testament to why the show is so respected. And it was just really fucking entertaining. Like unbelievably it. entertaining. Yeah. It was one of the best things I saw. They take that same look into I mean, that's what South Park has always been, is just a lens to process ridiculous shit we have going on in our society. And I mean, even when it's simple, stupid lines in this pandemic special that they have, which I think is only available on Paramount Plus, not to plug Paramount Plus, because I think it's really annoying to have oh, to download yes. another app. That's how I had to watch South Park, South Park Studios is big enough to have their own app. I agree. I wish that were the case. But yeah, I, if you want to watch it when it le released, you have to do a new app, right? Big deal. All right. So we did it. We wanted to see it. Obviously, we're the customers they were aiming for. Um, and, you know, the. I don't know what a fucking NFT is, but. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> I'm so. Darling, what's an NFT? All I know is that Tom Brady has one. So therefore, I kind of hate them. You, we'll do a whole episode on what trying to figure out what NFTs are because it'll take up too much time. Three sentences or less. Yeah. Yeah, and then I don't know we enough do to do it in three sentences or less. Yeah, we'll figure it is out. It, but... it, does it exist? I don't think it's a tangible thing. Why are people paying so much money for it? Because because they they're are... dumb, or well, or they're or they're smart. <laughs> making money off of this shit. I, feel I don't like, know. I feel like it's pure NF fucking luck. I feel it's like, just gambling. I feel like it's they're gambling like so babies. much more than just the stock market is. Okay, here's a future episode for you, right? It, we'll definitely look into this because I don't think any, any of us know how to answer that question correctly. Maybe we'll get somebody on that can. Um, the best way... Listeners out found, there, please send, please tell us what an NFT is by sending an email to brevitybox at gmail.com. Brevityboxpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, never going to remember that. You'll always, have to, you'll always have to correct me. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Let's let's get what the uh Also, if you look like Ben Affleck or J.J. Watt. George yeah, Clooney was a five foot eleven Batman. No wonder he looked like shit in that movie. Well, and he just didn't want to. Who I don't. That's a curse. You know, it's a curse. Apparently, to this day, if you meet him on the street and tell him you want your money back for that movie, he will give it to you. Yeah, but who's gonna go up to George Clooney and say that? All right, here's your simple Google answer. What does NFT mean? NFT stands for non fungible token which basically means it's a one-of-a-kind digital asset that belongs to you and you only. The most popular NFTs right now include artwork and music, but can also include videos and even tweets. So, like, you buy this thing. It's Bitcoin, it's, it's Bitcoin with extra steps. Like, can <laughs> yeah. you print it out and have it in Jesus. your house, or is it just something that you have, to, like, you have on your phone? Okay, so pretty much here's, here, here's what an NFT is. I think I've got this figured out here. Basically, I take a picture of my dog on my cell phone. I thought you were going to go somewhere else it, with that. <laughs> and, I'm, and I decide, oh, we're going to have an, M an NFT of Sammy at the park. Okay. I could sell that NFT for however much money someone's willing to pay for it. And then they own the, they have the DRM for that, the digital rights management, it, that, that image belongs to them. But 
there's nothing stopping someone from hitting control C, control V and having a duplicate of it made and dispersed over the internet. It's the exact same picture. You're just buying meaningless name. You're just buying meaningless ownership rights to something you can't be the sole owner of. Well, it's that it's the original and I'm not defending it. So it's either. Yes, it is the original digital file. So I'll give you a good example. There was an artist that did a YouTube video on selling, like selling her first NFT. Now she had been doing small logo paintings and independent little pieces that were really kind of animated cartoony. And she had done them for 20 years or 15 years. Mm -hmm. And over that time, she clearly had amassed, Mm -hmm. you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And she had sold them to people or made them for people. But they were all hers. They're all signed with hers and they're all belong to her. Like she owns the copyright. So she took all of those images and put them into one image and made it one of those images where you can see it sort of two ways. All those images created a single image. And then if you look closely, you could see all the little images she had created, right? She can organize them by color so it can create a design or shape or whatever. And she sold that as her NFT. So that body of work. And that that's the most valuable uh, like explanation where this person made that, made one digital version of it, and put it out on the blockchain. So it's on a ledger in, in the world of data. And so now if you can reprint it, sure, but the original one's probably, you know, higher resolution and has a, some specific things to it. But it's like the Mona Lisa. If when somebody painted, when the person painted the Mona Lisa, the immediately somebody's like, this is going to be valuable. Let's start getting people to invest in this now. I'm going to put it in a safe and then everybody's going to invest in it. If they want a copy, I'll take a picture and give it to them, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, I so I don't know, it could be that. It. It could be worth, well, there's nothing tangible. Like the actual core item is digital and will always be digital. It's a Bitcoin with a picture attached to it. That's all it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, the internet was a mistake. Yeah. Long description for that. NFTs. It's going to be a fun episode. (laughs) (laughs) And this is how you balance your checkbook. Don't forget to file your taxes. Do it right before taxes are due. Yeah, I mean, um, who doesn't I mean, who the fuck doesn't just get that shit done as soon as you have all of your necessary documents? I don't just know to why get people it done. wait. I don't understand. It's so well, fucking stupid. Don't fuck around with the IRS. No, I don't want those bitches up in my business. Well, you know what? Because if you piss off the IRS, I'm sorry, but they're going in dry. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon's a company man here. Yeah, I mean, look, before we start getting into the ins and outs of tax season and, and the IRS, uh, and before we kind of get away from those taxes done on time pandemic people. episode. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Get your shit together. Uh, start planning dinner for, for schmucks. I was watching dinner for schmucks. You're starting to sound like Zach Galifianakis working at the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> so no the the pandemic special kind of to your point about nfts the the and to their talent at like having everything processed through that lens so you can see how ridiculous it is in the normal south park series butters is sort of a nervous shut-in sort of a weenie kid and he has his alter identity which is professor chaos right this mm-hmm. evil doer who's outgoing and the way that they introduce that character as Victor Chouse, and Victor Chouse is just the 
sleaziest of salesmen. <laughs> he shows up. He's like, how you doing, guys? I bet you're asking yourself one question. How can I make money? Well, I'll tell you. NFTs. <laughs> Starts trying to wheel and deal. It's that persona. That is so good. He just leaves destruction and poverty in his wake. Yeah, that's exactly the way that they paint him, that that it takes everything out. And people don't even realize it. Oh, it's so fucking funny. As he goes through different areas of the show, he's just decimating people with their crazy interests. And it's a great thing to watch. But it's, it's, uh, you know, it's the South Park crew's look at modern reality, including the pandemic. When I mean, at the end of episode two, uh, I don't want to ruin it. I want you to go and watch it. I'm just giving you an example of how they process the same weirdness that we see, whether it's mask mandates or vaccines, they have a better way of doing it. And at the end of the show, it's weird to see that they try to wrap it up on a note where everybody sort of comes to their senses through mayhem and time travel. And, uh, you know, and then at the end, people are apologizing to one another, you know, at, you know, sort of the people go, I'm sorry, I was overreacting. I was just this and that. I, they really put it out there in a way. It's weird that it's animated. I think it has impact. You never, you never, you never explained the Alexa of the future to Becky. That's true. So the Alexa of the future, Becky, is you get misled by thinking that it's this guy's really bad relationship and his controlling girlfriend. We're talking about the controlling girlfriend who's just unhappy and always talking shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, but uh, to be just, fair, she she would have a very, a reason to be unhappy with Stan. A hundred percent. Yeah. So let's but, just let's just be let's just be honest here. The attitude was justified. The attitude is justified, but it's the same character where Stan is talking to this woman that you later realize is a hologram, and she's criticizing everything he does. He's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna get here and drink." Oh, you're gonna just sit on your oh, ass sure, that's and what you're gonna again. fucking do. Just sit on your ass and drink again. Is that's all it, you're so, you know, and she's like, You're such a piece of shit. I don't even know why you're doing this. And he's like, Okay, I'm sorry. You know, uh, you know, just uh, where can I go and get more, uh, more alcohol? And she's like, Well, there's a total wine and more like three miles away. Would you like to know more? And he's, and you start realizing, He's like, Yeah, yeah, I, I want to know more. He's trying to be appeasing. He's mm-hmm. trying to, to, and then at some point, she's getting too carried away. He's like, that's enough, Alexa, stop. And then the hologram will disappear. And she's like, fuck you. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's the fucked up thing is it's a toxic relationship. <laughs> and, and the only time where it's going good is if he's like, oh, yeah, I do want to know more. And she's like, well, you want me to order one of these people who saw this? Where she that? He's like, yeah, that sounds nice. I, I want one of those. Because if he says he doesn't want, she's like, why don't you want one? What's wrong with you? Why do they get to fucking have that? It's, 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 a relationship a hundred so many of us have been into and here's again it's the way uh, i feel about my amazon account sometimes yeah it's it's mocking all of the interconnectivity between advertising and alexa and having that person you talk to and he's living on his own and you think he's in a relationship look i halfway thought uh cartman's family i didn't think that was as funny until my cousin pointed out to me that he thought they were all digital holograms. Then it made me laugh my ass off because I thought it was a big hustle from Cartman. It turned no, out that wasn't the case, but it would have been beautiful if it was. Did they actually, okay, because as, as far as I'm concerned, it, I, th- I think one of the funniest parts was they never exactly revealed whether Cartman married that woman, converted, and became a rabbi. 
just to get under Kyle's skin or if he was truly sincere about it. I don't think they ever answered that, and I love it. If you like South Park, uh, you know, take our recendation that we got a tremendous amount of joy from it. But uh, yeah, it was fucking funny. More the same more thing they the bring story, to every things time. have gotten weird. People are up and up. People are very upset nowadays. Just chill the fuck out, smoke a little weed, and be cool to each other. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly the note. The end on. We lack integrity these days. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's uh, take a little break here again, and then we'll wrap up the show talking about this year and next year since we're right here where we're at. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on ruminationsradionetwork.com. All right, back again. Thanks for sticking with us through everything. Uh, we were just talking about South Park, the pandemic episodes, and what they ended their uh, their note on. Lack of integrity, smoke some weed, chill out. Everything's gotten weird. I think those are all ring true. Um, it's hard. This year's, I mean, these last couple of years have been difficult, right? I mean, let's let's just go ahead and hit it on the head. Do you do you guys hear the the somebody talk about uh i I mean it's fucking with their lives i I guess i don't have that same like heightened response to everything but that might i don't know that that could be for a million reasons but do you guys know people who are freaking out losing their shit because of it are you guys losing your shit because of uh the way covid's gone the way 2021 (laughs) has treated you Yep, we're not yes. not from a professional standpoint, from just your normal. No, from life. a personal standpoint, we both, yes, I yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, as far as like twenty twenty one, is that the one thing you'll remember for the rest of your life from this year? Fuck yeah, yeah. Is just the the shutdown. Actually, no, 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 no. My moving from the sprocket factory over to the Callahan Auto Parts. Uh, that 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 is what I remember this year for. But still. Fuck COVID. Years ruined. Yeah, I mean, so it it affected you guys and what your your normal routines were a lot. Mm-hmm. Going out, doing things. Yep. And hell, I'm extra terrified now because for roughly thirty more days, I'll be in a lapse of health insurance. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. We, Thanks, we like America. Buddy. <laughs> America. I uh, yeah, I I don't. I don't know. I can, I'm hoping that we come to a place where I don't have to, I'm so sick of hearing about like headlines that have the word blast when it comes to things like the pandemic or dude, these fucking newspaper editors need a goddamn th- thesaurus. They do. Amen. Puts him on blast. Amen. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. No. I, I think it's, well, to um, be fair. I mean, it sounds more mature than mean tweet. Yeah, I I think America's got a communication problem on a on a one to one basis and just in general mm-hmm. how to and I I think I have that problem. I don't want to make that statement like I sound like I've got a a hold or a grip on all the things and all the nuance of communication, but I'm interested in it. And I I try to work on how to make sure I'm being accurate to what I want to say or what 
I'm describing to somebody or what somebody else wants to say. And we're at the end of the year and I look back on the year and I think, you know, every time I think about the mandates or I think about when we talk about something as serious as the pandemic, um, my mind goes to a communication point. Like I, all I see are breakdowns in somebody's understanding of what's being said to, uh, to them about any given topic. And then also how people craft messages. And I think it explains to me when I talk to somebody who's really conservative and they're angry at some people on the left or they're angry at news networks on the left. And I get the same kind of animosity and reaction from people who are um, liberal, small L to liberal, big L, you know, and, and Democrats of all sorts, independents of all sorts that have the same visceral uh, response to places like Fox News and, and Newsmax. And, and then I go and I see those headlines, those same headlines, and I keep processing it from this point of view of they clearly know what they're going for. I know you guys know that, right? It's just they yeah, want to be shocking yeah. and they want to create the clickbait. They want eyes on the screen or they want you to to want to know more. And they know that that anger and the animosity is going to trigger a positive reaction from their point of view. And it's crazy because in all those people that I talk to, when I talk to them, I don't, they don't have that reaction to me, even though we're disagreeing or I'm maybe explaining something or showing, I'm not trying to change minds, but at least I'm representing my point of view in a way that isn't making them feel whatever they would feel when they get angry and we're fine. We can get through it and even agree on, on a lot of things. And I don't see that anymore. You know, I feel like that's the community of social media and I think it's made everything worse, yep. right? If you were afraid, well, you're going to be hyper fucking afraid because people want you to be afraid in some areas. And if you were belligerent and wanted to be, you know, stand up and resist and even to a point of being a real prick about shit, um, there's definitely people out there who know that you're out there and they're talking directly to you. And there's not a lot of people saying, hey, here's some straightforward information. Yeah. You know, uh, it's one of those things I'm really proud of that we were saying when Delta was really shit. And I, and I know that we have limited listenership, but I hope that one person heard us saying what I thought we should have been saying from the jump, which was just take care of your medical providers, like the people that are at the hospitals working in your community. Don't make life harder on them and life will be a lot easier for you. It doesn't have to be all these big stories. It can just be very simple and practical. And I didn't, I wish there was more of that. Like, hey, we might not agree on this part or that part, or maybe we have opinions about this and that, but here's brass tacks. You know, mm -hmm. if we overwhelm these people, if we overwhelm the, you, whatever metaphor you want to choose, the offensive line of your football team, uh, the special forces, the infantry, whatever you want to say, you, you start affecting those guys in the negative and everybody suffers. And I think if you hit people, whenever you say that to anybody, most of the time, occasionally you'll come on, uh, you'll come in across some wacko, but most of the time, everybody sort of agrees on that fucking note, right? It's pretty, pretty basic. And I didn't, and I think a lot of that wildness and shit that's made everything harder is there's just not enough of that uh, like mid 20th century 
Andy Griffith type character in the world, which I guess is what Biden's trying to be. But you know what I'm saying? That 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 wise center of just kind of keeping everybody straightforward. You know, and I, I hope that 2022 brings more uh, common sense. Kindness. I mean, it would seem so right, man. Kindness. Yes. Kind. Just decency. Mm-hmm. A value for it. I think Just people forgot how to talk. Jesus Christ, people. Calm the calm your fucking ass down. Yeah, calm down. Smoke some weed. Chill the fuck out. And pepper spray the Karen's. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody invite the Karen's. Okay. I dude, I, I love the terminology of Karen's and, and then what's and Chad's, Karen's and Chad's. hundred percent. I just think that the communication part of it is wicked. Even for us, because I mean I, I get mad at people who are the hardest and like for somebody in Becky's line of work, I mean, we should be all be kick, kissing the ass of any ICU professional out there. Uh, that's, I mean, I obviously I'm married to one, so I'm quite biased, but uh, you know, I, I just also really believe that. And I was going to say this about Brando. You're somebody who's as an adult had situations that put you in the hospital. I guarantee you, the fully healthy people out there that are being um, problematic and, and, and fucked up about it. They don't realize that something that you're, you know, a healthy man and something happens and you get where you need special attention because of your eye, it becomes a whole fucking pain in the ass because of COVID. Yep. It affects all levels of healthcare. And that's, Again, very fucking practical. Hey, you want you have a problem with your eye? You want to go to the doctor and not have it be a big problem? Don't make it hard on your medical community. <laughs> and we were saying that shit. Obviously, we have a inside man here with Becky, which we should be singing your praises more, Becky, to be honest. You do a lot as a medical professional. I have no shame in polishing your ass a bit. You deal with more real-life shit, gains and losses than... uh most of us have to deal with my gains and losses are usually in the context of really shitty video games <laughs> and you actually have to deal with it in, in, I mean, I mean that jokingly, but I certainly don't have uh, the ability to impact or feel the losses on the uh, behalf of others like you and like my wife and like a lot of our friends, because we know a lot of friends that work in that community. And I, you know, yeah, we should be more grateful. It It's weird to me when I start hearing references to you guys in the same category as uh, grocery store workers right yeah all of our frontline workers that you know i know what they're doing there it's not that i have anything against anybody working and, and dealing with that yes you're dealing with risk i get it but you're not you know I, you're not as hard to replace a and b <laughs> like i can learn to bag groceries in an afternoon you're not going to learn how to uh, do what these people do um, quickly. So I, I just, th- I feel like that association's weird to me. You know, it just uh, it pa- it paints itself oddly in my mind. I mean, I get it. I do too, and I'm grateful for yeah, that. I'm grateful for hand, them. hands down for doing it. Yeah, I thank people for having to yeah. wear their mask all day because I hear from you and from Brooke having to wear your mask for 12 hours and you know have the the what what do they call it uh face acne from mask the mask me. <laughs> mask me yeah. <laughs> yeah mask me and i was like i had such nice looking... skin before the pandemic 
Yeah. His skin was immaculate. I, mean, I, I think that, you know, and it's, it's weird for me to say this now because it does cross into so many realms and often we try not to get, we try to just keep it funny. It's funnier to talk about Becky having to change the tire of a bad date at Applebee's uh, or Chili's was that thanks. Texas Roadhouse? No, Chili, sorry. I try, I try <laughs> that Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> To reference the pandemic, everything was uh, something, something plus. It was Chili's Applebee's plus. Or no, it was Denny's Applebee's plus. Yeah. Was a single restaurant. Everything's merged. Um, yeah, it's funnier to talk about that stuff than it is to get into uh, stuff about politics. But how ridiculous is it that at the end of 2021, you could not have bet that you would have been hearing so many loyal Trump supporters disavowing the man after he's clearly standing up in a, in a totally calculated move but i wouldn't have predicted Candace that he would have done owen's it. face just made me so happy yeah I, I mean for him to straight up and i i am not praising i'm just saying i didn't expect it and i find but it is broken comedic. dipshit clock is right well once a day yeah, right, right so i don't know are you aware of this turn of events becky yes Okay, so anyhow, the man vouching for the fact that he had gotten a booster and the vaccines work, and I know he's trying to tout. Um, we can definitely go into that on a different episode. But, you know, having to see the reaction from it and the just the way 2020 is, 21 is ending. And I'm happy for it. Honestly, there's enough people that I'm close to, uh, including one in my family that after hearing that went and got their first shot of the vaccine. Good for them. And I could not explain to you what the calculus is there, but I'm kind of relieved because they're older and more vulnerable. And I'm happy to know that they're doing it at all. You know, like my goal is wanting them to stick around. So it's like, it's a shitty price to pay, but I'm happy with the result. And it's weird to be in that weird place. Um, I wonder if people felt like this during the Spanish flu. Like, do you, th there had to be, cause it seems like so many parallels there, the yeah. protests over mandates and masks and, mm -hmm. um, them trying to get everybody to take care. And it kept coming back. It lasted for years. It wasn't one year. Yeah. I mean, was there a group of people sitting around surely smoking pipes and sweet tobacco and drinking what they wouldn't be bourbon. It would be like cognac or brandy drinking brandy <laughs> or cheap whiskey and just bitching and moaning about people it's weird that, yeah. that it feels like it's it feels like we're on a time is a flat circle brando mm -hmm. <laughs> it feels sort of like that right yeah <laughs> it's weird just it's weird so what are you going to be happy to say goodbye to you want you want people to leave their shitty behaviors and i just in 2021 and come kind. back nicer I just want just kind people to be kind and to be more patient and to have a better understanding that even though you might not be going through something, that doesn't mean that the person next to you is not going through it. You know, yeah. so think about it before you call, you know, your caretakers in the hospital bitches or, you know, think about it before you are rude to your servers think about it before you know you cuss somebody out just walking down the street you don't know what people are going through just like they don't know what you're going through and it can all well, yeah the, the thing that can change somebody's day 
is just that small bit of kindness. I think I agree with you. Just remember they're exhausted too. Even if they don't agree with you, yep. they're exhausted too. Everybody's pretty wiped out, whether it's one for one reason or the other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially if people who have full-time jobs and children, I don't know how you would know what news is true and what isn't. If you, It takes a lot of time or it takes some ability to be aware of. You have to have time to put into it, period. Yeah. And, and a lot of people just don't. They just don't. Nope. And they're exhausted with everything, too. I think we just need to remember that and sort of be there for each other. Like, like Brando's always said, get, get the fucking thing, R word. <laughs> hey, do you guys know why chicken pox isn't really a thing anymore? Vaccines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty but, sure that was also an mRNA vaccine, you R words. Get your fucking shot. Yeah, you know the the thing I like about Brando's fucking like I, I I'm it's I'm so grateful shit. for your voice on this place because you just say I think you're that id. You say what I inside wish I of could all say. of us. Uh, yeah, right at work. Yeah, I bet to my patients. I I am 100 percent sure of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't. I think I look back on the episodes we've had this year. And I can tell you there are plenty of times where I've had to keep it in my head that there are plenty of people that I don't agree with that I just, uh, I would sometimes want to lose it and just have my inner Brando. You know what? You're my anger, you're everybody's anger translator like Obama had his anger translator for Cave Peel. I'll accept it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. Because you're that visceral sort of... I know it comes from a place of wanting people to be their best selves, Brando. That's always what I get from you. It's wanting the best for people. You're just like a coach, man. You're just telling them straight to drop the shit, drop the attitude. Take a salt tablet, do a lap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so real quick, what do you guys want looking forward to in 2022? Brando, I know it's for you. It's uh, planning what to do with all your extra money from your new job. Mm-hmm. At Callahan, Callahan Auto Parts. What about you, Becky? What are you looking forward to? Mitch, I'm getting an M1 <laughs> MacBook. Um, that's mm-hmm. that that trove of emails we're going to get from men who want to do pull ups that are yeah. that fit the JJ Watt scale mm-hmm. paradigm. Possibly getting late again. Hopefully, maybe. <sighs> nice man. It's been a long year. I'll, I'll light a candle for you. Thank you. <laughs> you seriously just don't, don't have like a go-to in times of desperation, dude, you can Listen, call. Listen, they all fall in love with me. I'm lovable, Brando. <laughs> See, that's what I want to hear. That's some confidence yeah. right there. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, you have them and uh, then they fall in love with you. No one does a little bit of Becky. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the kind of drum you play one time. Once you get some, once you go Becky, you don't go back. <laughs> You just That's fall you in go love Becky, with it. You don't go backy. Come on. Come yeah. On, make it rhyme. Dang it. <laughs> Once you go here. Yeah, we're going to have to get those shirts made. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, before we go, Becky, I wanted to ask you uh, real quickly. Did you, I know for some guys uh, that are older than me, John Madden was. I cried. You know, they remembered him as a coach. So you, you were emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... He's like the winningest coach of all time. 
he's in so much of everything. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about John Madden? Because he died. John Madden passed away. Oh yeah, he's the reason Rest why peace, he's the Rest reason peace, why like generations have such good time management skills. I think from playing his games, <laughs> control that. I know. Charlie, Charlie <laughs> proves that fucking wrong. So hard. Your theory uh, holds no water. You know, I, I, but it does sort of. The guy transcends a lot of different worlds in a mm-hmm. way that I don't think anybody has. No. Uh, I, as a football icon, as an announcing icon, I did, I was uh, three sheets playing a completely unassociated fighting game with a bunch of guys randomly, and one person was recording it. And I went on a 30 second banter of my worst impression of john madden calling this fighting game and i dropped like seven booms and a definitely a reference to a turducken i mean the guy <laughs> is in my subconscious from a thousand it's monday what night footballs them memorable you know? those like little um taglines like you you don't don't think about john madden without thinking about his taglines just like you don't think about dick vitale without his taglines announcers a word like boom yeah announcers I mean, don't the, have that that's anymore. meta as fuck yeah. Boom. Boom. I can't even, I mean, he's unforgettable. Yeah. And then his, um, you know, I am a grown ass man who pays his taxes on time. So Brando doesn't yell at me. Uh, and no, 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 no. I, Hey, I didn't say pay taxes on time. I said, get your taxes filed on time. time. <laughs> okay, Don't stop hesitate. With, stop wagging your finger. I get it. Everybody <laughs> there's, should there's file a their taxes. Okay. Turbo tax. Just do it. Um, but no, I mean, I play Madden every year. Every year I buy Madden. I'm in a league with other adults. We take it too seriously. And they do an incredible job of recreating um, a lot of what makes football great. Mm-hmm. And it looks the close to real in so many ways. And that started in the fucking first and second generation of game consoles. And it driven and supported by the man himself. Yep. And his push to make sure that it felt like real football. And he didn't have to do that. In the wake of the popularity of Tech Mobile, Tech Mobile is still in references all the oh, time. Jackson now. bullshit. And right. It was a it was very and look, all those games were really this is a totally different episode in that whole discussion. But for him to have that impact and his name be recognized down to the point where the Madden curse is talked about every couple of years. Is the Madden curse real? Is the guy on the cover of Madden this year? Oh, he's not going to have a good year. Oh, he's Adrian Peterson on the cover of the year. He beat the shit out of his kids. (laughs) It it, look, it happens every year and it's weird. Real question. Yes, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not kidding. Every year, whoever the player is, Usually, they, there are some exceptions, but the vast majority that player does not have a good year. Right. And I mean, look, it's not real, obviously, but it the guy's name is belongs to that, right? The mm-hmm. Madden curse. You know, Madden is a huge powerhouse of sales and popularity. Everybody plays it, and it was a flagship for. I mean, maybe every other sports game. Yeah. Every other game. If you like FIFA, if you like fucking MLB baseball, if whatever it is, Madden was the one that got it kicked off. And now it's it's such a big deal that there are grown ass men whining about 
that, you know, during a, a video game, I'll get detailed complaints about how that cornerback wouldn't have dropped coverage in that play. That's how detailed it is that mm-hmm. that's where the complaints are going. But John Madden, unbelievable impact. I, if they don't put I, him on the cover thing. of the next one, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, he's 100% going to be on the cover. There's no way he's not. They'll put him on the cover of like the platinum version and charge you 300 bucks for it. And people will pay that for it. What are we talking about now? Uh, because John Madden's association with, I mean, it's Madden. Oh, football. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm multitasking over no. here. And I, I thought we'd moved on to a player. <laughs> no, no, we were just talking about Madden being on the cover. Now, I wanted to take a moment because I know that sometimes we talk a lot of sports and, and Madden is one of those names that um, Im- impacted television, impacted sports, mm-hmm. impacted video games, travel. Uh, food, travel, uh, vocabulary. I mean, that's an incredible, incredible thing. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to pay a moment in yeah. respect what that man's life meant. To me, this day, I mean, I think I played Madden this morning, so um, I'm grateful. And man, what a what a a tremendous what a tremendous yeah existence yeah yeah tremendous life. But anyway, we wish everybody a happy New Year. By the time you're listening to this, it will be the New Year. So happy New Year. Hope you had fun. Hope you kept safe. If you didn't, hope you're okay afterwards. Um, We really appreciate how much time you uh, let us spend inside your head. And giving you our opinions and our crazy, weird stories and uh, always Brando's uplifting take on the world and what you can do about things that you're dealing with. Your fucking um, shot, you pussy. Yeah, keep, <laughs> just keep in mind that that swimming pool of apathy is a kiddie pool. It's not really that deep. It's 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 menacing, though. It's not it's deep, but goddamn, is it wide. <laughs> it's a big, wide one. It's 100 uh, percent. But we really appreciate you. We hope you uh, enjoy what we're putting out. We're going to we got a lot of things planned for the new year. And uh, if you want to support us, you can go to our website. We've got our Patreon account set up there. You can become a supporter, a member, uh, and be a part of our growth and what we do. Uh, as usual, I'll remind you that our show is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. You can check us out in our roster of podcasts at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. Stutter. And we on Ruminations Radio Network and Brevity Box intro and outro music is created, edited, and mastered by the wonderful mind of Mitch in Area 42 Studios and Sound. Brando, Becky, thanks for hanging out and doing the episode with me. Thanks for a year. Another thing I'm grateful for, Becky, this year you joined our show and made it better. You made it what it is. I would have been canceled by now. I think we would have moved on to something else for sure. Brando, I I, I just would have given up by now. He would have given up. Yeah. Yeah. He would have totally given up, Becky. I mean, it's still a constant inner battle to do that, but I persevere. <laughs> Again, thanks, Becky. You're the key to our friendship. Oh, Pretty much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, really excited <laughs> for what we have coming. I think we've gotten our groove, and um, I'm just happy with the, everything's going. Really grateful for the year you guys have helped give me. Appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a safe New Year, too. Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New Year. Bye, Get everybody. Your fucking vaccine. And do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Get that shit done by mid-February, assholes. Amen. Yeah, irresponsible kids, nimwits, imbecile, <laughs> roll the fuck up. Hey, man, you don't have to be a kid to be irresponsible. You can be a grown-ass man to be irresponsible, too. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> 100% You know right true, now man. there's some grown-ass man out there trying to finance a Hellcat on a 400 credit score. Uh, yeah. You know that's true. Look, I, I have a lot of Hellcats in, around my city, dude. <laughs> what are you trying to say?
Uh, I'm not trying to say anything. Just a lot of Hellcast, a lot of bad credit. What do you want? I don't know what to say about that. Make your own assumptions, bro. I don't do anything. We'll catch you guys next year. Stick with us. Thanks again.